Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. You know the Bible is right because pastor going to say it 9,000 times because it's the truth. Amen. But if you did, if there's some kind of way a person wouldn't know after listening to me for, for 52 weeks, they would be convinced. Amen. Well, it, it's because it's true. It, the Bible is right. Now, I thank God for that. And saints of God, you know, uh, we're at, we're in the book of Proverbs, where I believe God led us, and we 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 we're in the twenty second chapter. But what I'm saying is, we're down to the twenty ninth verse, the twenty ninth verse, which is the last verse in this particular chapter. Isn't that something? How fast we go through these verses. Amen. Glory to God. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine, and I'm going to read them in three different versions. We're going to start off in the King James Version, the Protestant edition. And King James says, quote, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. We're going to come back to this one. Second one is the positive thinking Bible. And it says, if you do your job well, you will work for a ruler and never be a slave, unquote. And then in the Tanakh, it says, see a man skilled at his work. He shall attend unto kings. He shall not attend unto obscure Men, Now, why is that, that he shall attend unto kings and not attend? Well, he shall attend unto kings. See, kings and rich people, they want the very best. They want the very best. If they've got a problem with uh, acquiring assets, they want somebody that knows what they're doing and can do that. If they have a tax problem, they go out and they get the very best tax lawyer. They find out who is the tax lawyer in their whole kingdom, and then they get that person. If they, no matter what they need, if it's if they if they want a chef, they get the best chef, the best chef in the whole country. So if you're skilled at your work, you'll be chosen 
by the rich and by kings. You'll be chosen by them because they they want the very best. And guess what? They can pay for the very best. Whatever your fee is, they can pay. And if you do a super job for them, not only can they pay, but they 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 can tip real some some can tip real heavy. Amen. Glory to God. And so we see that if you're diligent at your work, glory to God, you will be promoted. You will be selected because people want the best. They want the best that if you want, if you were having something done at your house, you wouldn't want some slipshod person to come in that don't know what they're doing. You want someone who comes in that absolutely understands what the problem is and and knows how to fix it. Amen. And not only can do it, but do it uh, 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 very efficiently and correctly. And you'll, you you you'll pay for that. Haven't you ever been at a? Okay, I, I'll give you. I give an example. I'll give an example. My barber, my barber, Pastor. What does a barber got to do with being diligent? I this man gigantically, because as far as I'm concerned, my barber is beside being a barber, he is an artist. He is an artist. This man stands back, puts his thumb up. Have you ever seen somebody, when they're citing something or they're looking at something, they put their thumb up? He he puts his thumb up. He makes sure that one side is exactly cut like the other side. I mean, he goes through, first of all, he takes his time. You don't come and sit in his seat and he says, well, I got four people waiting more well with my barber is more like six people eight. But uh a lot of people want him. But um uh he does such a fantastic now. All listen, I've had my hair cut for at least ooh sixty five years anyway. So I know what a I've I've sat in a many a barber's chair. And this barber is absolutely the absolute best. I tip him so heavy that he keeps thinking I made a mistake. You know, he wants to give me the change and he's thinking, oh, you gave me way too much. And I tell him, no. Why do I tip him? Because to me, this man is so diligent and he's such a craftsman and he does such a good job at what he does. To me, he's a craftsman, and to me, he deserves to be tipped heavy. He deserves to get a few 20s, you know, and he's flabbergasted because I guess to him, I'm, you know, another one of his, his customers, you know. But to me, he is an artist. I think if 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 I knew somebody big you know, some movie star or something, I would absolutely recommend my barber to cut his hair because this man is, he takes his time. He blows out your hair with uh, with uh, blow dryers. I've never had people blow my hair out with a blow dryer, okay? Not, not the men, you know? 
I mean, he 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 lines everything up perfect. And uh, I I tell you, um, I, <laughs> that that man someday he's gonna stand. He's gonna be the barber for somebody, some movie star or something, because he's just that good. It's and this verse says, if you do your job well, you will work for a ruler. You will work for a ruler, amen. And so that's the first uh, aspect of this verse that I wanted to talk about. The second aspect of of this verse that I want you to to see, and this is one of the this is one of the uh, 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 very important revelations from this verse that I want you to see. And out of the King James Version, it says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business, his business. And from this verse and many other verses, I discovered from the Bible that we are supposed to be in business. God wants us to be in some kind of craft, doing something. Now, you're a barber. You're executive chef. You're a, a shop owner. You're a, I don't know. You're a you're a construction contractor. You're something, amen. You're something in the media. Let's say you've got your own podcast and you're making twenty thousand a month from uh, from um, TikTok or, or or YouTube. God, from this verse and other verses, I came to understand. I looked at this and I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I've been doing it wrong all my life. I thought you go to school, you get a good education. I did that so that you could get a good job. I did that. But I didn't know. Okay, that was okay with God. But but from the word of God, if I had been in the word of God as as a young man, I would have seen that, no, God wants us in business in business and and in the second half of the show i'll read some of those so you'll understand uh but here it says seest thou a man diligent in his business now that might mean ministry diligent in your ministry diligent in your whatever it is you do amen glory to god but i saw from this this was one of the verses that started a light started to gleam, glimmer, and I started to catch a glimmer of a light. And then I sat down and I recognized. I I I I started I started um, uh, connecting some dots, and I noticed that people from other countries. You take Indians from India now. This is not all Indians, okay? This is not all Indians, so don't get me wrong. But quite a few of them, when they come to America, they go into some kind of business. They get a convenience store, the the laundromat right up the street from us right now, owned by an Indian person from India. And then I looked at other people from other countries. When Jamaicans come to this country, I'm not talking about all Jamaicans, 
Don't call me on the phone and, and tell me that I got something against Jamaica. I'm not talking about all Jamaicans, but quite a few Jamaicans are very entrepreneurial. They will they they'll get two a two a couple of jobs. They'll work very hard. And as I started to look at other folks uh, from other countries, Jamaican Americans, uh, Indian Americans, um, uh, uh, all kind of different peoples, I started to see something. I started to see that what made America great. What made America great? And what made America great was this was the land of opportunity. When they had the potato famine and all the Irish came to uh, America on those ships, they came here because this was the land of opportunity. And then when the Italians came, they came. And they were poor. They lived on the east side of New York, and they were poor. But they came here because this was the land of opportunity. You could come here and with a little bit of money start a business. This was the land that you could come, fulfill your dreams, get rich. And so I saw it. I said, the, the, uh, the, the African Americans and the other Americans, uh, 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 we're born here, and we just think, okay, this is our country. We're born here. Uh, you go to school and you go out and get a job. We don't. We don't know that. That's that. That's a, yes. That's a gateway. But really, we're not told. We're we're told uh, go to school so you can get a good job. We're not told this is the land of opportunity. You can go and get. Uh, 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 start working for McDonald's and then get your own franchise and then make millions. You know, we're not told that it's the land of opportunity. We're told, get a job, get a job, get a job, get a job. And so we take people's advice, we go get a job. But when I saw, when I started reading here, and it says, see as thou a man diligent in his, his business, Wait a minute. I'm up against a commercial. I'm late. I'm up against a commercial. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. I'll be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two dot com. Beloved, I was talking about the fact that I discovered from this verse that I had lived life wrong. I had gone in the wrong direction. Uh, I was told 
I was told as a young person, uh, go to school, get a good education, get a good job. So I did that. I went off to college, got the degree, um, uh, uh, got a good job as director of research for the Washington Urban League, and then went on to work for a Fortune 500 company. I got the education. I got the job. I got all that because that's the way I was programmed. That's the way I was told, get the job, get the job, get the job. Well, you can imagine my surprise when through this verse and many others, I discovered God was saying, get the business, get the business, get the business, get the business. And I thought, wait a minute, that's, that's, that really makes sense because people try to knock down the door to get to America not because of America's legal system or 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 stuff. They come here because this is one of the few countries in the world where you can break out of your class, start your get your own little business to begin with, and work your way up and become wealthy. Well, I was never told get your own business. Get in fact, in fact, when I did want a business loan, they said we won't give you a business loan. We won't give you a business loan. At that time, I didn't know, really understand why they wouldn't give me. I know now why they wouldn't give me a business loan. Amen. But back then, I didn't know why they would give me a business, why they wouldn't give me a business. And plus, I wasn't programmed that way. I was programmed to work for someone, to work for someone else. Amen. Glory to God. I was not programmed that this was the land of opportunity and start a business. It could be you, you pick up scrap. Do you know, do you know, you may laugh at uh, metal, um, uh, uh, you, you call them junkyards, but I discovered, I saw this, I saw this. They did a, a documentary on this. One of the places where China gets their steel to make all those products, you know, that come over here on them big ships, you know, one of the places that they get their steel to do all that stuff, it showed this documentary, showed this Chinese guy going from uh, junk, you call it junkyard, okay, junkyard to junkyard, and he would go in and buy up all the metal. And they put it on ships, they truck it out, put it on ships, sent it back to China. It, it and iron ore from Australia they they get a lot of their iron ore from Australia, but now they're trying to get a lot from uh, Africa. They're going to Africa to, to because they're tired of the stranglehold that Australia has on them in terms of iron ore. They wanted another source, and they found another source in Africa, so they're go, they're trying to go there for their iron ore. But but quite a bit of their iron they get from scrap metal places in America. They buy American stuff. Why do you think if you go in with metal stuff, uh, people who 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 uh, who, who uh, sell metal, why do you think they pay that person? They can pay them a few dollars for their metal. They can pay them a few dollars for their metal because the Chinese come in and buy all the metal in the yard and give that owner a pretty penny for all his metal. Okay, but the point is, here's a guy, he's just doing scrap metal, and he's making money uh, 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 going international. Okay, and many of these scrap yards do this, not one or two, many. China has big ships taking that, that metal 
back to China. They 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 melt it down. There's a certain percentage of uh, raw iron ore mixed with surplus metal, old cars, old washing machine, all any kind of metals, you know. And uh, they they then then when it's all melted, they fabricate it into new products and send it back to you and charge you money for all these things you want to pay for. Where they get all that metal for all this stuff? <laughs> they got it from you, but you don't know it. Anyway, this is the land of opportunity. So when I read this verse and it says, uh, 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 seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand. It says, he shall stand. And I thought, oh, Look at this. You get in your own business, you shall stand. Amen. Glory to God. And then after I started, um, let's see, we're, we're in Proverbs 20. Go to Proverbs 28, 19. Let's see what that says. I started getting a glimmer from God's word that he wanted us in business. Now, then I came across Proverbs twenty-eight nineteen, and Proverbs twenty-eight nineteen says, "He that tilleth his land shall have shall have. He that tilleth his land shall have." I said, "Yeah, a lot of people they're broke." Uh, by Friday. Why? Because they're not tilling their land. They're working on a job. They're working for wages. They're wage earners. They're wage earners. But he that tilleth his land shall have plenty. Plenty shall have plenty. Oh, if you got your own business, if you got your own land, you shall have plenty. Go to 2427. That is Proverbs twenty four twenty seven. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. Prepare thy work without. Oh, we're supposed to we're supposed to uh, uh, get it together, amen. And then twenty two twenty nine. Two. I started. I I started. Well, I twenty two twenty nine is is our verse for tonight. See as thou a man diligent in his business. I kept running into these uh, uh, verses. Okay, let's go to twenty-seven twenty-three. Did we go to twenty-seven twenty-three? Twenty-seven twenty-three. Twenty-seven twenty-three says, "Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds." I said, wow, God says we're supposed to have the flocks, thy flock. It doesn't say, uh, uh, be thou diligent to know the state of the the stock owner, owner's flocks or thy master's flocks or thy employer's flocks. It don't say that. It says, be diligent to know the state of thy flocks. I said, man, look at this. God wants us. God wants us to have our own flocks. He do, he do, he do. 12.11. Let me look at 12.11 and say that, see what that says. So the point I'm making is that 12.11 is a, a, a repeat of the other verse. 12.11 again says, He that tilleth his land shall be 
satisfied with bread. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied. And I said, oh, my goodness, a lot of people aren't satisfied. They're not satisfied with their employment. They're not satisfied with their paycheck. They worked all week and they get $200 and they save $200. Ain't going to pay nothing. They ain't going to begin to pay my bills. I'm not satisfied with the amount of money I'm getting. Well, I looked at it and said, it's because you're not tilling your land. You're tilling somebody else's land. You're tilling Kmart's land or you're tilling Sears' land or you're tilling Dillard's land. You're working at Dillard's department store. You're tilling their land. Now, beloved, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting down having a job. Like I said, I've worked at jobs my entire life. Amen? Because that's the way I was programmed. You know, when I, when I read Hayakawa's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a lot of people, they read that, and they zero in on the concept of what's an asset and what's a liability, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things I saw was when he said his dad, Cation, he said, and this is the reason I bought the book, not for the financial part, but I wanted to document what he said. And he said... His dad was into administration, school administration on the island of Hawaii. They have uh, uh, pineapple plantations. And he said his dad and a group of the businessmen, they would conspire together, not his dad, but his dad would tell him this stuff. And they would make sure that 10% of the students failed. They would fail 10% of the students. What do you mean to fail 10% of students, Pastor? Because they needed workers in the, on, the plant, on the pineapple plantations. They needed people to work the plantations. So they would automatically fail people because, don't you know, in our society, we need garbage men. We need uh, plumbers. We need carpenters. We need uh, nurses. We need uh, uh, sweet street, sweet streepers, street sweepers. That's what I was trying to say. You need if you're if you're running a society, everybody can't be the CEO of Apple. Okay, not everybody. There's got to be somebody that's going to paint the highways, build the highways, lay the road out there in 110 degree weather. Somebody got to get out there in that hot asphalt and lay that stuff amen everybody can't run apple okay and so to do that some societies program their people to uh uh uh, uh get in, get in the lower rungs and stay in the lower rungs they program them they tell them, this is what you should do. I was told that. I was told when I got out of high school. I went to banks and stuff and said, I want to run a business. At that time, I didn't know the Bible. I had no idea. And they said, we can't give you a loan because you haven't gone into the military yet. And you won't be able to pay us back. You owe the United States of America six years of your life. Now, beloved, this was over 
This was over uh, 60 years ago. Nah, maybe maybe 55 years ago. In the 1950s and 60s, uh, they told me, no, we can't give you no loan to do nothing because you owe America six years back in those days. Every male had to – this is what they told me. I didn't know that while they were telling me that I must go in the military and serve, that uh, 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 they had deferments, and you didn't have to serve six years. You could get a deferment, but no one told me the word deferment. I didn't even know that thing existed. I couldn't have even pronounced deferment and sure didn't know what it meant. What did they tell me? You got to go in the military and serve six years in the military. And so I went down there. I'm listening to people giving me this sound advice. Amen. I hadn't cracked the Bible to see what God said. I listened to men, and men told me you got to serve your country. So I went down. I served four years active military service and two years reserves in the reserves. Why did I do that? Because that's the way I was programmed. That's the way I was told. Then they told me I need to be an employee, employee of an, uh, an employee, and so I became an employee. I think I became a good employee, but that's the way I was told. But then I read the Bible, and the verses that we that that we reading tonight, and other verses, God told me what He intended. And what he intended was for us to be the head and not the tail. We were supposed to be above and not beneath. But before I got saved, I didn't know that. I listened to people in the world tell me, you you know, what I should do. What should I do? You all are older people. You, I need sound advice. I'm a young man. I, I'm only 20 years old. What do I do? Oh, go in the military, go to school, get a good job. And so I did what they said, amen. And to make a long story short, because I'm out of time now, what, 40 years later, 50 years later, when I got saved, it was then that I discovered that God said, glory to God, that he that is diligent in his business, you get in the business. And then you'll be satisfied. Truly, from that business, you'll make enough money where you will be, in fact, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You will be satisfied. You will be. And when I saw that in God's word, I changed a whole bunch of stuff. I changed the way I was operating my finances. And I'm so glad for the word of God, even though I got it late. I'm out of time. The Bible has the answers. See you next week. Bye-bye now. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and never had it so good gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church dot O-R-G 
That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.